Welcome to Unsolicited with Jenny and Mary, a podcast containing mostly intelligent thoughts on things that may or may not matter. And today's show, we have... Wait, who are you? I Oh, shit. I'm Mary. It's no big secret. It's no big secret. And who are you? I'm Jenny. You you are the best of all the Jennies. And there are lots of All the Jenny Yules. <laughs> um, cool. So, yeah, we uh, we have three things that we want to talk about today. Um, all of them kind of have a little bit to do with, like, anxiety or, like, insecurity <laughs> or, like, just being kind of crazy a little bit all up in your things head. Things we know well. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, the first topic is doing things alone, like going out to a show or dinner or whatever on your own. The sec- second topic is... Um, based on a Jezebel article that we found about um, giving something seven seconds to stew on it if you do something stupid and then letting it go. And then the third topic is about anxiety over the future and feeling future planning. Like you don't have a plan. Yeah. And freaking out about it. Yep, indeed. <laughs> so um, maybe we'll just okay, start so- at the top. Forgive me, yeah. I have a cold, so my voice probably sounds kind of froggy, but um, we're going to make it through. Even though we're talking about kind of really, like, kind of depressing <laughs> shit. But hey, we all go through it, right? We're all on this planet. <laughs> um, all right. So first up, doing things alone. Yes. Um, you and I uh-huh. are two sides of a coin on this one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very can different you guess, people. Can I, I'm going to let people have like three <laughs> seconds, if you've been following this podcast at all, to guess who is on which side of which coin. <laughs> Who is totally down with going out and doing shit on her own? And who was like, hell no, you yeah, could not pay gonna me. Be a, this isn't going to be any kind of like M. Night Shyamalan ending either. It's no, <laughs> no twist. twist. No twist. No surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to do things alone. Why not, Jenny? It's so fun. <laughs> I disagree. Man, I don't. I don't know. I like I think it's so liberating and it's freeing and like. It, it all started for me basically in my early 20s when I went on a solo backpacking trip around Europe for three months by myself. And it was kind of a test of like, can I do anything by myself? Because I grew up doing shit with, you know, my twin sister or like, you know, family or friends or, or whatever and thinking that was the only way that you could exist. And so just <laughs> forcing myself to go out there and be alone. And it was fucking awesome. It was the greatest time ever. Like after that, I was like, cool. I'm going to go to the movies. I'm going to go to dinner. You just see what happens. That's how adventures happen. That's how suddenly you wind up in the backseat of some random person's car going to like Texaco to get like cigarettes that you can go to their house and party in their basement. And you just met them that night and then you're murdered by the Yeah, exactly. I'm like, (laughs) you know how many scary movies I watch. I'm like, that sounds like the plot of a terrifying, (laughs) horrible movie. Yeah. Well, we, we talked about this a little bit when I, when I actually saw you recently, um, and I told you the only time I think I've ever gone to, it might be the only thing I've done alone. I mean, I'm sure I've eaten ever alone. in your life? Well, I mean, I know I've, I know I've done things alone, but not frequently, but I, I remember going to a show alone and I'm, it, I, 
I'm 99% sure it's the only show I've ever gone to alone. And I think I told you, uh, and Corey, it was Primus. Oh, yeah, that's, that's actually kind of a remarkable one to go to by yourself. <laughs> and you were like, you were like, and how was it? I was like, it was fucking boring. Aww. Like I stood with my dorky backpack, like up against a wall. And I remember at one point, Les Claypool actually walked past me because this was like a small, small, like San Jose, small yeah. venue. And I was kind of like, oh, it's Les Claypool. But I couldn't like turn to anyone and be like, that was Les Claypool. Oh, like, <laughs> you turned to your backpack and set it into the backpack. Yeah, just, like, <laughs> just like, okay. <laughs> Who um, the hell is, is that the lead singer or something? Why was yeah, he not on the stage? Uh, he was, because it was like, you know, when you go to small shows, like yeah. and the band just walking around, just like it was. drink or something. Yeah, this yeah. was like in 1991 before yeah. they were like, if they are, if anyone considers them to be very famous. Wow. <laughs> but, oh, see, you were such a baby. That's adorable. You know, yeah. a private show 19. you would think would have been like the perfect show for you to just like throw yourself into the mosh pit and just like fucking. Oh my God, me? Go insane. Yeah, <laughs> you, you. And also, weren't you like the frail little bird that yes. at that age too? You would have yes. been crushed immediately. I was very, very tiny at that yeah. age. Yeah, yeah, I was a skinny thing. But um but yeah, I just I think it's just I go places and I I don't know where to look. Like <laughs> like do I look at my plate of food when I'm dining alone? Well, like I think that's I part of the- it is you just look wherever the fuck you want and you don't care, you know? So bad at that. The number one thing to remember when you are out on your own doing something alone is that nobody is paying attention to you at all. Nobody, because while you're while you're there, the reason you're having anxiety is you're looking around, being like, everybody knows I'm alone. People think I don't have any <laughs> friends. What's going on? Everybody's like, why isn't that girl with people? Don't people like her? She must be so fucking weird. She must be an outcast. Nobody's thinking that. That's all going on in your head. Nobody's I mean that- aware of the fact that you're alone. Nobody's paying attention. They're not keeping tabs on if somebody came around to talk to you. Like they're all paying attention to themselves. Everybody's always in their own head. And so if you just realize that and don't fucking care, then there's nothing to worry about. I mean, there's nothing. I think my problem with that, though, is that when I'm in a room, a lot of the time I'm watching other people. So I am like have this like curse of the observer, you know, where I'm just like, even though I realize people probably don't give a fucking rat's ass what I'm doing. I'm sort of like, well, if I were here and that person were there alone, I would be watching them (laughs) like turn it around on me. And I'm like, think that you would necessarily because if you think about it people do go out alone all the time and you probably haven't even noticed it or if you have you've just been like oh that person's alone and then turned and like look back to whatever you were doing because who who cares you know like it it isn't actually a big idea i i think that it can actually feel really romantic and like kind of poetic to like go out and go on a long walk and go to a bar and like sit at the bar and order a drink and just like have this contemplative evening maybe bring a notebook and like write a fucking poem or something you know like just create yeah. this whole little like my friend leah does that like of, she'll yeah. go to the bar with a book and just sit there and read a book at the bar yeah. but she's also absolutely stunning and so half the time dudes try to like mac on her it's almost worse <laughs> that way because then that's what happens yeah exactly like as a lady going out alone there's always that chance of like well then i'm gonna have to deal with all the fucking dudes who want to like chat me up because they see that nobody's around yeah. But a lot of the times you can just have this little like all in your head. Maybe it's raining and you're like at a bookstore, you know, like it just <laughs> can feel all like romantic. Do you, and do you always create a scenario when you're going out on your own? I am often kind of playing a little um, a role. 
there no not a that, oh. i like that I'm, I'm totally role-playing i get dressed up as little red, red riding hood and like <laughs> prance around looking for a wolf no i'm like playing a soundtrack in my head a little bit usually i have on actual headphones that helps actually and going out alone is wearing headphones because then it looks very intentional like i do not want to talk to anybody and i'm having my own little moment and ecosystem in my own head um but like you know i've got i'm I'm thinking about shit. Like I've gone to shows before where I just really wanted to lose myself in the music and I just wanted to fully be there and not have to worry about like making sure somebody I, else was there or like helping getting that person drink or saving their spot. Or like if I wanted to get closer to the band and push my way to the front, I yeah. didn't have to drag my fucking friend along who didn't have the balls to push people. You know, <laughs> why like, do I feel like you're talking about me right now? It's not you. It's not you. I don't know. I get the feeling. You, Jenny, are one of the best people to go to a party or a show with because you will totally like you. You'll go for it, especially yeah, with parties. Like you're not you worried about into it. I'm like, <laughs> you have this. You have this ability to make me be like, oh, okay, that sounds all right. Exactly. <laughs> That's why we're good friends. But like, if I go to a show with my husband, for example, there oh, yeah. is no moving to the front. There's no like, let's just get all up in this fucking crowd and like see how close we can get to the stage. Yeah. There's none of that. I can he would see rather his face. Die. I can totally see his face. Yeah, right he's now. like, what the fuck? And and sometimes I'll be like, all right, you just stay back here and I'll go to the front because I really want to touch Bruce Springsteen's ankle and he's just pissed that I'm deserting him. <laughs> so half the time, like the last time I went to a Bruce Springsteen concert, I went by my fucking self. Okay, so I want to bring that up because, okay, so you do a lot on your own, but some of the things that you've done recently are like, it's not just going to dinner by yourself or yeah. sitting at a bar on the corner of the street that you live on. You took a plane mm -hmm. to Arizona mm -hmm. on your own mm -hmm. and went to see Bruce Springsteen by yourself. Yeah, I did. It was awesome. Which is yeah. incredible. Traveling you on your own, dude, that is the ultimate freedom. That is the oh. ultimate. That's the ultimate self-indulgence. Honestly, if you're just going to be fucking selfish as all hell and be like, I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to eat what I want. I'm going to go where I want. I'm going to sit on this beach as long as I want. That is like... You're you're giving yourself the greatest gift. It's just, all you. I just don't I don't experience it the same way. I'm like, there's no one here to talk to. There's no one here to share this but with. That's the thing is because I know when you're I get alone, what you're saying. The I people I come can't. out and suddenly there is someone to talk to you. You have no idea how many fucking people I've met when I'm out alone. So many. All you have to do and especially it helps being a lady. It does help being a lady. This would be harder as a guy. But like if you're just chilling at, at any place and you see a person and you start to talk to them, they're probably going to talk back to you and not think that you're like some creepy, frightening human <laughs> like we would about a man who tried to talk to us. Yeah, that is, rough. you know, it's, it's, it's a little easy. harder for guys. That's the way I um, got throughout all of Europe when I was there is I just I made friends. You the know? kindness of strangers. Totally. Totally. Uh, you know how I was talking about like twists earlier? Yeah. Um, I have one for you. Uh, do you know who loves to do things alone? Who? Take a guess. <laughs> uh, Laura? Steve. Steve. Oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> Steve is Jenny's boyfriend, for those of you who aren't aware. You think it makes sense? He's an introvert. It makes sense because Again, he, he doesn't <laughs> like people. I mean, he sort of likes people. He. I, it totally makes sense to me that he would do stuff alone. Although, like I don't think that he would... Talk to I don't think that he would like go to a concert alone. He did. Would he? He, well, okay. I won't say concert, but he went to, um, there's this, uh, Philip glass, uh, like it's not an opera. It's like a 
mu- I don't know what it is, musical play, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he went down to San Francisco by himself, bought this really fucking expensive ticket to this thing, stayed at a hotel by himself, went to this like six hour thing that had no intermission, which I think is hilarious that no intermission. But anyway, awesome. yeah, he did. He totally did that by himself. Like he's gone down there before by himself to go to like another performance. I love that. Not, not a concert really, but like, you know, like more like sit down fancy shit but yeah um but yeah he likes to do stuff on his own i mean that just shows you yeah it just shows you how much that that person wants to do that thing you know yeah yeah. because when when i fly to go to a show i want to go to the show that bad that i don't fucking care if anybody's going to be there because it's all for me i'm just really wanting to go to this show and it's like right you what Radiohead by yourself too, right? I did go to Radiohead by myself. Well, I technically went to with two other friends, but we all sat yeah. separately, so I was there alone. But I recently went out um, dancing at a soul Thanks. night by myself, and that I will, I will, I will give you this: it it wasn't as fun as it would have been if there had been some ladies with me. Yeah, that would have been more fun. I got a little bored just dancing on my own. The music also wasn't as awesome as I wanted it to be. I hate how the DJs always save the good stuff for later in the night. Cause it was only like 11, 1130. <laughs> and they he do. was like, he was playing all the fucking D side lame songs. The but, deep cuts that you're yeah. like, oh, what is this? I exactly. just wanna... <laughs> But it's, it's been really fun when I've gone out dancing by myself before when the music is on and like, you just kind of, I don't know. You just lose yourself. I just, I just can't. I really can't. Like I hear everything that you're saying and it all sounds like a very sound argument. But when I think about it, I'm like, that sounds awful. I mean, I even like the (laughs) challenge of like going and doing something alone and not letting myself look at my phone and forcing myself to just like be in, be there and be present and look around and see what's going on. That is hard. Like if you, like if I go like even just like a coffee shop, it's like to not take out my phone. Like the moment I feel uncomfortable. It's really difficult. I think the biggest place that people are forced to be alone in a public setting is the airport. Oh, yes. You know? And so if you can get, if you can just kind of bring the same mentality that you bring with you to the airport of like, I don't feel self-conscious that I'm eating this noodle bowl all by myself because I'm at the airport and everybody is sort of here alone and who cares? We're all traveling to places. It's the same mindset. Just bring it with you everywhere, you know? Uh, I don't know if it's transferable. I don't know. Cause then that would make everywhere miserable because I think the airport is one of the most miserable places. <laughs> <I> ever. True. <laughs> okay. All right. We should move along to our next right. topic. <laughs> um, yeah. seven seconds, seven seconds. This okay, is genius. So this article, you sent it to me. It's, uh, on Jezebel. It's by Leah Beckman. Mm-hmm. It says, just give it seven seconds. And it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to go into the details because there's a part in it that made me laugh out loud. Um, there's several parts, but one especially that was just weird. Towards so you the should end. read the article. Yeah, you should read the article is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but so basically, and I don't know if everybody has this experience, but everyone that I'm friends with has had this experience. <laughs> we like neurotic you, people. <laughs> I do. I, I mean, you know, birds of a feather. But uh, <laughs> where you the way they set it up in this article is like you're you're out you're having a great time like conversations flowing you're feeling great you're feeling smart funny da, da, da. and then you go home and the darkness of night <laughs> surrounds you mm-hmm. and you try to go to sleep and you think of one thing that you might have done and then you start obsessing over it it's like and- something stupid that you said yeah. or offensive for me it's usually offensive <laughs> i've done both stupid and offensive yep. at the same time yep um 
And so the, the, this article proposes that you let yourself stew on it for exactly seven seconds and then you just fucking forget about it mm-hmm. and you move on. Mm-hmm. Um, great concept. I don't know. <laughs> Very difficult to execute. Incredibly difficult. But it's been sticking with me and I've been thinking about it. Like I, I, this happens to me almost every day. I swear that it's like a, it's like a really good day that I come home and at the end of the night, don't have something that I'm like, why the fuck did I say that? Oh my gosh, she's gonna think that I think she's a fucking asshole. Or like something, you know, like I had once, one of the best ones I had, which maybe this actually was a really justifiable one to stew on. But like, there was a work party. And um, we were playing. uh, We were playing some shuffleboard, I think it was shuffleboard. And I was playing on an opposing team from my my um, boss's boss the like boss of the department and um we were right next to each other and i had just scored like a the winning goal and like i immediately like hunched down and did like a yeah and like came up with my fists and when i did that i i uppercut the boss's boss like on his chin and like totally punched him (laughs) on the way up in my like victory against him <laughs> and luckily he was like totally cool about it but he was he did like rub his chin and he was like oh that fucking hurt you punched me in the face i'm like yeah i'm sorry dude i get really excited when i win like an asshole and um, i thought about that one for quite a while not only was it like is he gonna hate me forever and potentially come up with a way to fire me but also like am i some sort of monster basically who can't contain her fists I mean, I think that one was just, I mean, you have long arms, you know, <laughs> you have long arms. you're a tall person, you have long arms. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, in the interest of self-preservation, he probably shouldn't have gotten in your way, but um, exactly. It was all his fault. Clearly. I feel like with me a lot, a lot more of the time, it's just like saying something and then yeah. later just being like, oh shit, why did you say that? Oh, yeah. Or like, sometimes I'll have like, this doesn't exactly factor into that, but I'll have like pre freak out, like. Have you ever like been like with a group of people and you have like you're with someone and you the person you're with you know their name you've said their name you you haven't met, you you've it's not like they just met them kind of thing but when you have to introduce them to new people you forget their name Oh yeah all the time you psych yourself out Yeah and I'm like I've done that like Oh yeah several times mm-hmm. and it every time afterwards I'm just like oh my god people knew I didn't remember that person's name what the fuck did I just do Jesus Christ that was so embarrassing like hopefully they didn't remember it but there are I mean I've I do this all the time like it's like you're torturing yourself basically you know their name but then your brain just takes it away from you just to be a jerk I know what the yeah. fuck what is that all the time it's just choking at the last minute basically but I try to just avoid the intro at that point and it's, and usually it's my husband who I'm introducing and so he knows that if I ever don't introduce him to somebody it's because I'm not sure of that person's name oh and so he can just go in exactly and the people out there who are aware that this is a phenomena and introduce themselves are blessed angels <laughs> they are wonderful gifts from the heavens I love those people because they know exactly what's going on. They have already forgiven you for forgetting their name. They know you're just choking and they're just going to reach their hand out and introduce themselves. They're yeah, that wonderful. is really intuitive and kind. I try to do that because I know how great that is. And I don't fault people for forgetting my name because sometimes oh, I don't either. just a jerk. 
No, I've I've literally told people who were like, what's your name again? I'm like, it's Jenny. And I'm like, but if you forget it again, it's no big deal. You can ask me as many <laughs> love- times as you need to. Like, I'm not I love gonna that be you're upset. already letting them forget your name. You're like, <laughs> no. cool, just forget it. You'll remember someday. We'll get it one of these times. I really don't care. Like, (laughs) you know, you're not my mom. We're not dating. So it's totally fine. No big deal. Everybody calls me Megan and I'm just like, what? It's cool. Call me Megan. It's all good. Yeah, I got called Megan like two days ago. Megan. Megan. All this It's much longer. I know. If you combine my first and last name, though, it's kind of. Oh, that's happened to me. People have called me Julie. (gasps) That makes sense. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. People are mushing it all together. That totally makes sense. Megan and Julie. Maybe we should change our podcast. (laughs) Now it's unsolicited (laughs) with Julie and Megan. (laughs) Maybe some people think that's what it's called. Yeah, they totally do. (laughs) We forgive you. We're already totally fine with it. Okay, don't worry about it. (laughs) Anyway, Um, so I challenge all of our listeners out there to apply the seven second rule and see if you can make your life a little bit happier. I don't know. I don't man. know if I can do it, honestly. I have been I haven't really been following seven seconds per se, but I have been doing a little bit of like mental coaching on like when I start to obsess on something that I said or a look that I might have given or something that I wish that I could take back. A look. Sometimes it's a look. Sometimes it's a, like sometimes I'm I think that I gave people a look that I that they misinterpreted and yeah. that I should have done something differently with my eyebrows so they could see that I was kidding or you know like so often so oh, you often. know what I do I I realized recently that I like I for a long time I like held a lot of grudges like I was talking to Adam about this recently where I'd be like if I didn't hold the door or if I held the door for somebody and they didn't say thank you I'd be like you're a fucking horrible person and then I'm just like whatever yeah. like I'm trying to let those kind of things go but I I always had a, an issue with like people that didn't smile back in the hallway. Oh. And after a while, I realized that my smile, what I think is a smile might just look like a grimace. No, it doesn't. No, not to you. Like I smile at you, but like if I'm passing a stranger in the hallway, I think my smile isn't smiley enough. It doesn't. It looks like a smile. I've been that person. Oh, so they are just the, like gesture smile too. It looks like a smile. Yours, yours oh. is actually really good. Some people's, it looks like a pain. It looks like they're like farting or something. <laughs> like a painful fart. Like a painful it looks fart. like a grimace. You're right. And <laughs> and those people, I can tell it's just a gesture. And so I let it slide because at least they moved like the corners of their mouth. So I was like, I see that you are gesturing. But I am on board with you with the people who don't smile back at you and <gasps> or like creepy. don't acknowledge you. I have a little bit of a, a grudge. Because it's a I, weird. It's it's all about showing that person that you just made an effort for them. Yeah. It was like, the tiniest oh, effort ever. You're another human. Hi. A- acknowledgement. Yeah. <laughs> acknowledgement. Like some of the dogs at my work are friendlier than the people, <laughs> which I guess isn't that surprising. But like there's this one dog, Thanks, Troy, and he like he gives me a little teeth when he sees me. Oh. Not in a mean way, in a nice way. <laughs> yeah, he loves you. He's always going to acknowledge you. But like some people, I'll turn the corner and it's just like dead face. And I'm like, okay. Well, and the worst, and this happens all the fucking time, is when you pass somebody in the hall like seven times in like a span of a half hour just because you happen to be like going in in the same opposite directions (laughs) over and over again. And it's it's always like, a do we have to acknowledge each other each time? (laughs) This is literally the third time I'm seeing this person in like seven minutes. Like, do we have to keep doing this? And a lot of people, I try to gauge them a little bit like are they gonna are they gonna are we gonna do the smile again or like are they feeling like it's done and but some people really want to give you the smile every single time 
and then, or, or make a little that. joke about it or that's what that's where i would go see maybe i'm just like some weird like small town mentality i'm like well hey there <laughs> we just ran across paths again like, well i love that about you <laughs> i think that's wonderful i think you're just that's what makes you charming to some people i think it's great i, people I think a lot who, of people think i'm a goof that's cool who doesn't like a goof i think it's great uh, people who don't. okay anybody who's not into that, people fuck them <laughs> Because seriously, they just needed to get their panties out of their butt because that's just like, come on now. Yeah. Suddenly I just turned into a southerner. <laughs> I know, I did too. I don't know what happened. The small just... town, I'm, town I'm from is in, it's from fucking New England. Like <laughs> I've like never even been to the south, but I totally get down with their way of living, the politeness. And their way of speaking. Exactly. We would have a lot of friends if we were going, going to go down there. I'm going to go there alone sometime and I'm going to make a ton of friends in a bar and I'm going to dance with everybody. You would, mind. too. <laughs> You'd probably like sing Leonard Skinner on the bar. And oh, that down. sounds amazing. Let's I do know. it. <laughs> I'm into That's it. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I haven't been giving a full seven seconds, but I have been doing a little bit of mental coaching. So like when it happens, I will say like, all right, you just thought about that for a while. Now it's gone. It's you, it's like in every poof. It's gone. You know, I think really you're exceptionally good at sort of you have great willpower and i think you're exceptionally good at like sort of um giving setting goals for yourself whether it's like long term or like something like okay you're done but i think for some people you you just spiral like yeah you know it's just like oh my god and then it's just like i mean for especially anxious people it really just turns into this giant whirlpool of i'm a horrible person oh i fully get you and like sucks in everything that you've done yeah Oh, yeah. Your entire lifetime. Like, I was five and I took that toy. Oh, God, I'm a horrible person. (laughs) I think I'm definitely, I am that person, but I have just come up with strategies for dealing with it. And I've tried so many different things. I had a blog once that was called Verbal Regret, in which I wrote out all of these things that happened so I could just send them off into the universe. I reread it the other day. It was hilarious. (laughs) I've done a lot of faux pas, putting foot in mouths a lot over the years. Um, and you know, it's just like figuring out like what works if it's writing it down or if it's telling it to somebody or if it's like meditating on it and sending it off or whatever it may be. And I have noticed that, and since these things happen so frequently that they do just kind of vanish. Like I can't even remember most of them. I can't remember any of them. I'm trying to recall them. They happen all the fucking time. And I can't I even feel really... like I reminded you of one a couple, I won't bring it up, but I reminded you of one a couple years ago and you're like, I don't, what? I don't know. Oh, what, really? what did I do? <laughs> Was it awful? Uh, it, I didn't think so. It it was a work related thing. And oh no, it you had you said something to somebody like, and you upset them. You were basically like, okay, you need to grow up. Uh, <laughs> that and they sounds upset. about right. <laughs> uh, and I I think that um, they were a little sensitive. Yeah, I believe. But I told you, and you were like, what? I don't what. I thought I it was hilarious. You're like, no, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. I do that all the time. <laughs> I think work related ones are probably the worst. Because the, that's where it's like somewhat kind of related to your integrity a little bit. Um, like somebody, okay, one that happened the other day, somebody said something at work that was like, maybe could p- possibly be considered racist. Maybe. Well, I'm not sure. And like somebody um, made eye contact with me from across the room, a different person who was also listening to that. And yeah. like the look on her face was her also being like, I think this might be racist. (laughs) And the look on my face, I'm still not entirely sure what the look on my face was. I think I was trying to sort of laugh it off, but also like trying to communicate via my face that like, 
is this racist? And I, and now I wish that I could go back and like make my face very assuredly like, this, this is, is not racist. cool. You know, like <laughs> exactly. if I could go back in time, I would, I you would weren't forceful enough. Yeah. I think I wasn't forceful enough. It was um, the eyebrow thing again. Pro- probably. I think it was all in the eyebrows and yeah, maybe some mouth twitches or something, but yeah. Here's a question. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, uh, Donald Trump does hell fucking no no way dude he doesn't Uh -uh. even have a half second no there are no seconds for him he's He's not even sure what time is he hasn't figured that out yet (laughs) could you imagine being that uninhibited no it's kind of insane i mean it it is potentially mentally unfit but like like just i just like having that kind of just like freedom to just be like it's in my head it's out of the mouth blah, 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 and then just well the thing on. that's messed up about it because i think i was that an uninhibited when i was like six years old but like right. you soon <laughs> realize that there are repercussions for doing yes. that and he just doesn't have any and that's the thing that's unbelievable about it there's literally nothing that he could say literally he could say anything and like not have any consequences it's really interesting like we were were we talking about this recently about like celebrities who are um sort of coddled or taken care of from a very young age like a Michael Jackson or a Britney mm-hmm. Spears or and eventually they lose touch with reality and forget how to interact with humans yeah. <laughs> other people yeah he's he's basically like that like yeah. mm-hmm. he for so long was just you know his whole life been told like you're great everything's yeah. and here's all the money so yep. I'm not excusing him just Ugh. saying that's actually a really good segue into our next segment of future anxiety because a lot of it is tied to our demon <laughs> to of the president him. to him and the administration Ugh. Uh, i'm um, still a little bit on a news hiatus and that i don't really check it super good. regularly i get it through other ways but like i don't i'm not like fully aware of what's happening in the white house at all times like some people seem to be lately because so, it's all being tweeted and reported on like fucking gangbusters i never was much of a twitter user and um my boss and friend, um, whose actually fiance runs this website called What the Fuck Just Happened Today, um, she was like, oh, Twitter's like the place to get breaking news. And so lately, over the last couple of months, I am like all over Twitter. And I have really? to tell you, oh, my God, I have to tell you, Twitter is the most addictive, stressful and like misanthropic thing that the world has ever created. Oh like, my God. if you want to hate people, mm-hmm. go on Twitter. Yeah. Go on Twitter and read the comments. Are you clicking the hashtags? No, I'm not doing Where, that yet. What are you Should seeing? I not do that? Oh, you're reading I the just, hashtags to what people post, like the at replies or whatever. Yeah. I read the at replies and like, I, I follow like, so when I stopped using, this is probably not good. Cause when I stopped using Facebook as much, because Facebook became a repository for political freakouts, it's worse. I, I went on to Twitter and now I've started like doing that. Granted, not as much, but are you um, tweeting occasionally, but they're all just the same shit I was posting on Facebook. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and retweeting, you know, just like, Oh, like, so most of the people I follow are political. Yeah. So my feed is mostly political. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like a giant, like s- stress ball. Like every time I go in there oh, and I know what I'm doing. Awful. It is awful. And I do it. I know what I'm doing. Like, why are you doing this? Because I feel like I should stay informed and I should stay angry and I should stay stressed out because if I don't, then I'm not like doing anything. But I'm still angry like- and stressed out and it's not really, <laughs> I, I don't check all that shit. I don't know, man. That's, yeah, I don't that's know. masochistic a little bit maybe. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so yeah, 
you're good that you're not on there. You it's, shouldn't go on there. <laughs> I, I check every now and then, but I just get bored with it. I even checked Facebook the other day just to see if like I would feel like I was missing anything. And I did the whole like, oh, okay, all right, I'll look through the news feed, see what's going on. It was the same as it was like six months ago. Same bullshit. Same. It was just so boring. There, there were people in there that were posting food pictures somebody had built a shelf and posted a picture of their shelf jenny was it a nice shelf no i don't (laughs) fucking care it was a shelf like what (laughs) why it was just so i don't need that level of detail in people's lives you know like where where is i need the new version of facebook that is just gonna tell me about births deaths marriages (laughs) definitely not birthdays i don't give a fuck about any of those birthdays and like and milestones like new jobs i just want like milestones.com is that a you thing should, <laughs> you should tell zuckerberg actually you should probably pitch that <laughs> i'm gonna start just, that just be like look can you just like refine the filters Seriously, to milestones milestones instead of events it's just got milestones yeah because that is the <laughs> that's the way that you used to get news about these people you would talk to somebody and she'd be like oh did you hear that sherry got a new job or like oh did you hear that michael's dad died or you know like you would hear about the milestones but it was never like call you up and be like did you hear that so-and-so's kid is potty trained now like it was not about that or like did you hear that so-and-so went to denny's and like their kid got ice cream in his hair and it was funny like that wasn't what you heard because nobody knew because nobody was posting it anywhere because it was unremarkable we need we need to filter we need to get to the the good stuff the stuff that matters i did not know that you were this passionate about milestones (laughs) it's just all so boring i don't know it's the same shit and i just feel like there's no reason that i ever need to see those people now because i know everything that is happening in all of their days you're making me feel terrible about every food and cat picture I post, um, which is every picture I post. Look at my Instagram. <laughs> it, I posted like a Dutch baby that Corey made for breakfast. Like I do it too. I'm guilty. Really just good. as guilty. But and maybe maybe the problem is that I care about the daily daily minutia of like the people that I care about. Like right. you and like obviously, you know, my family and stuff like that. But when it's like somebody that I went to high school with and they're they're talking about like I got a new shirt and like, it's a shitty photo, you know, like maybe, maybe that's the problem is I, I need to get a newsfeed that only has like 12 people on it. So, or maybe they just need to change it from like levels of friends. So you have friends and then on your own end, yeah. you can set them as like acquaintance level. Yeah. Maybe I need to do that. And then also not have any links to like outsourced outside articles. Cause that's a rabbit hole. I can't handle either. Yeah. Those are bad. <laughs> Maybe there's a way that I can salvage Facebook if I like get really heavy in the filters. Somebody should write us if any of you guys use Facebook <laughs> and you filter the fuck out of it and you have found the perfect like level of exactly what you want to know about on Facebook without being annoyed by all sorts of extra shit. Please write us and let <laughs> us know. Our email address is unsolicited.jenny.mary at gmail.com. Please tell us if there is a way to like have a good experience on Facebook with a high level of filters. I want to know about it. But anyway, so back to future anxiety. Okay. The part about feeling like you don't have a plan. Tell me about that. This is therapy. Uh, Yeah. So, okay. So I'll try to make this long story short, but basically uh, I'm in my forties and I, whoa, what's happening? What? I don't know. Oh, I'm getting a phone call. Sorry. Oh, (laughs) somebody's calling you. Do you have to take it? No, I hung up on him. It was my dad. Oh, he's calling you from fucking... Oh, no, wait. He's not in Asia. 
No, he's okay. at Lopez or Fiddle Tunes. I'll call him back. Okay. This is the thing. Anybody who has a Pixel, when you have a Pixel and you have Google, your goddamn computer rings. Oh, that's so wh- weird. While your phone rings. That's super weird. It's super weird. And it always scares me like it did just now. Yeah. Anyway, Maybe. moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Doug. Um, Jenny's dad. I know. Uh, so. You're yeah, in your 40s. So, so I am um, putting my phone. It's on D&D. Okay. Anyway. I, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh my God, Dad. <laughs> Sorry. Do you mind if I take this? You need to? Go ahead. Hold on. He's calling you. Oh, he's calling you again. It must be important. Hey, Dad. I'm podcasting. Can I call you back? Sure. I'm like mid podcast. <laughs> I can hear you. Are you him. at Fiddle Tunes? <laughs> oh, you're Aww. in Seattle. Ooh. All right. I'll call you back in a little bit. Okay, bye. Love you too. Bye. Cute. I could like hear his like a teeny oh little dad voice in the distance. I'm so sorry. That's adorable. We can edit that out if you want. I we can care. keep it if we want. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, whatever. Dad called. Um, oh, he's actually part of my future anxiety. Just Ooh, FYI. Bring it on. And he listens to this podcast, so he'll hear this later. All right. Uh, but, you know, he is very, um, he basically thinks the world's going to end in like 10 years. So, oh, you know, that's the worst. <laughs> also, when an older person thinks that, because they're supposed to have all this wisdom. And so right? if they think that, then fuck, we're for sure fucked. And when the old, older person is your parent. Oh, um, not good. So, so like talking to him about just like, you know, the, the future of the world and how he pretty much thinks it's going to end, which I'm just like, okay, great. Well, you're 70. So mm-hmm. you're not that worried, but mm-hmm. I'm like 40 something. And I'm like, I'd hope to be around for a little bit longer (laughs) Um, but then also like for a long long time like I've probably talked about this before I had like huge amounts of debt like credit card debt right and I currently like I'm on the horizon like of paying it all off I know which I'm super excited about but in my true anxious like mind once that's done I'm like well then what and so like you know and I've started thinking more about like or thinking slash stressing out more about retirement which is a crazy prospect that if anyone is listening to this who is in their 20s oh my sweet jesus if you can sack aside money start doing it nobody in their 20s is listening to this podcast no yeah (laughs) like very few people well i mean people smarter than me but like i didn't put any money aside when i was younger because i was just like i need this money i wasn't making very much money um and now i'm just like holy fuck like what they project that you need to have to by retirement age Is like it is like it's millions of dollars. A million, a it's million dollars. Million, it's like, millions of dollars. It's Don't crazy. even listen to that shit, though. Honestly, like I know, but, but it's the just, companies that are doing those little equations. They want you to try to save that much money because then they get to have that much money in their right. account with you. You know, like they're it's still terrifying. It's terrifying, you know? but also all of that is is based on like your current standard of living and assuming that like sure, you're still sure. going to have all the same like bills that you have now and everything's going to be going to be different then, you know, like I, maybe I hope different for the better because then yeah. again it factors back into politics. And so like when you're reading about like the repeal and replace and all this mm. stuff about how like they're going to get away with Medicare or Medicare right. do away with Medicare, Medicaid and then I'm like, "Well, what if you know, medical bills are a huge part of getting older. Um, and then just thinking too about like my parents, my father, my mother, like, are they going to need my help financially if everything goes to shit? Um, you have lots of siblings. You guys can all pitch in. (laughs) Yeah. I'm the oldest. Well, I have to have two older half sisters, but, um, but like with my mom, I'm the oldest of that crew. Mm -hmm. So I don't really expect 
like my 21 year old 22 year old sister to like pitch in she won't be that age forever though it's true by the time Unless that your parents would need it. some sort of stasis in the army well and she's gonna be like a fucking mechanical engineer millionaire or something the way that she's going and she seems like she's got a good head on her shoulders it's she does you know she'll get college paid for through the army and everything like she'll be she'll be good and then she'll have some sick job and like she'll have all sorts of money to help out with your mom yeah i like i like the way you planned it out you're oh, making yeah. me feel a lot better <laughs> oh yeah and they're not gonna need it for a while your parents are still young our parents are around the same age even yeah, they, they your parents just had you young. My parents had me older. And like, I mean, I think about the same thing. Like sometimes I'll look at houses online. Like, do I want to buy one or whatever in a cheaper Jeez. market? Obviously not in San Francisco where I currently live because I would need to be a billionaire to do that. But <laughs> looking at them like back home in Minneapolis, like I look at, um, I'll sometimes look at duplexes because it's like, oh, you know, like it could be cool to have like a tenant that you get money from that lives below mm-hmm. you. And then like if your parent ever needed to move in someday, you know, like they would be yeah, right there, yeah. you know, like all set up. But it's weird to think like that, though, right? It is weird to think like that. Like the future planning where yeah. you're just like, am I really like having these thoughts about things that could be like 10, 20 years later? Because I've never been like that like i think like i didn't go to college like i never really was a planner yeah and now i'm just like fuck i should be planning it's smart it's good that you're feeling that i mean maybe that's just a sign of like maturity you know it hit me pretty fucking late (laughs) (laughs) hey man better late than never it's cool i guess you still have many working years ahead of you and also that's the thing i hate to hear well but a lot of people (laughs) don't want to retire because they they are worried about like just spiraling down into like you know losing their sharpness and i kind of i i get that i'm i'm somebody who likes to keep busy and i don't know what i would do if i retired if i didn't have a you know obviously if i had like a shitload of money and retired i i could figure out ways to occupy myself that way like traveling and being philanthropic and stuff like that but if i'm just like normal person retiring like maybe i'll just kind of keep it going a little bit so that i can like stay sharp and have you know stay like attached to this purpose of you know, know getting up every day and going somewhere and doing something i feel like so much of my life that i am just like i'll get up and i'll be like i don't have enough time in the day that if i were retired and had like a decent income that i'd just be like cool i'm gonna do dishes today and read the <laughs> newspaper and watch some birds you're you're that very was good at, yeah like when when you were in between jobs before you were really good at just being like hey no it's cool i'm not bored at all i just like oh, no. <laughs> play with the I cats fucking, for a little bit and yeah Make a I nice can dinner. chill out. <laughs> I can I take I'm, hours to I leave the house. I like maximum chill where I'm just like, I need like something to work on, you know? Maybe I'll write a book. That is my plan when I'm retired, if I ever retire. Really? Or like when I slow down at some point, write a book. Interesting. For sure. That's on the Justin Rusk thinks I should pen my memoirs. Oh, you should, dude. You would have. I would read the shit out of your memoirs. You have some crazy you've stories. You've heard. You've heard them all. Well, like, I would like to read them now. Like you, you've lived all over. You've had every fucking pet in the world. Like your parents are a little bit eccentric. Your dad has a cool history. You know, yeah. like you could totally. You could definitely. You got stories to tell. Yeah, I and you have like a good memory too. For some of them. I do. You have yeah. a really good memory. I don't remember anything that happened before age like 15. Well, I had a lot of weird shit happen. <laughs> I know. That's what people write memoirs about. <laughs> that shit. 
<laughs> I'll think about it. It'll be like bullet points, really. It won't yeah. be memoirs. Yeah. It'll just be like, and then the time that my mom almost burned down the tree farm we lived on. <laughs> that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Perfect example right there. <laughs> Mom will be really happy about it. Oh, um, man. <laughs> oh, you made me feel better about the future. Oh, good. The future is bright. You you've got a lot to look forward to. It's gonna. I be thought cool. you were gonna say I've got to wear shades. How you, did you I, miss the that? future is so bright. You got to wear shades, indeed, and they will be the coolest shades. And they'll have prescriptions built right in because oh, I know they you will. need vision correction. They'll they'll do progressives because you know I need those now. Totally happens to the best of us. Mm, so sad. Oy. All right, man. Well, I think we covered it. I know we did. Yeah. Uh, so, you want to close this out? I'll close. I'll close this I out. I love that we. I love that this episode will have a phone call from my father. It will. It was touching. <laughs> it was a nice little peek into Jenny. Did you hear world. him say "Love you, honey"? Yeah, that was cute. Your dad's a nice man, <laughs> and he's a really good cook. And I enjoyed eating his. He's the food a great that he cook. Made. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So all y'all should send us your your uh, topic ideas, stuff you would like to hear us chat about, or. Please send me your Facebook filters. I need to know about that. Our Read email Mary address. Back into the fold. Yes. Our email address is unsolicited.jenny.mary at gmail.com. Please subscribe to us on iTunes. Write us a review. Nobody has written us a review in like months, so I'm just going to put it out there. Anybody who's yeah, listening to this and hasn't done that, come on now. Please help us out. We, we would like to get nice. some props. And uh, just like give some stars or whatever. Um, and then our, our theme music that you listen to opening up this show is by Wimps. And our album cover is by Allie Creighton. And yeah, rock and roll. Sweet. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.